Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Kessman along with Wendy Thomas. And on today's show, we're going to take you back through the LA Galaxy's 4-1 win over the Houston Dynamo. Did a great game by Giovanni Dos Santos and Steven Gerrard. Have this team pointed in the right direction? Plus, we're going to go back and look at the stadium restrictions MLS has rolled out, as well as update you on all the injuries and all the team news. And all before we turn our attention to LA Galaxy as they host undefeated Real Salt Lake on Saturday. Plus, we'll be joined by LA Galaxy defender Daniel Stairs. It's a packed show, so don't go anywhere. Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com starts right now. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Now here are your hosts, Josh Gessman and Wendy Thompson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm Josh Gessman, along with Wendy Thomas, the LA Galaxy get a 4-1 win. That's right, a 4-1 win over the Houston Dynamo in Houston. The first time the LA Galaxy have won in 2016. The first time since they last played FC Dallas last year. The first time they've won on the road. The LA Galaxy doing good things on that front. So we'll get to talk a lot about that game, obviously. some Maybe some surprise performances by uh, Giovanni Dos Santos or perhaps some surprise performances, Wendy, by uh, Steven Gerrard. But I think LA Galaxy fans have to be thinking or have to be pretty excited about what's going on so far. Well, what I would say is that, um, that in the beginning of the season, there's um, been some nerves and some second guessing and some thoughts about, you know, whether we made the correct moves in the off season, because there was so much transfer activity, much more than we normally have in an off season. Right. That I would say that the Houston game kind of calmed my nerves, at least with respect Mm -hmm. to um, realizing that the decision to bring in um, Gilles Van Damme uh, was a good one that Giovanni Dos Santos could turn out to be a really fruitful player for the Galaxy. And it was really um, gratifying to see the Galaxy give a performance in the road that was not only a victory, but you know a really thorough thumping to the other team because winning on the road for the Galaxy has been a challenge in recent seasons. I mean, and this was not just a you know, win, this was a win 4-1 where it felt to me like we were really just decimating the Dynamo. See, somebody somebody made the correction of the word decimating because, actually, it was a decimal point joke that they made. They said the Galaxy would have had to beat them 10-1 to in order to decimate them, <laughs> which I thought was funny as hell, quite honestly. I, I enjoy I enjoy decimal point jokes. I, I don't know I don't know what that makes me. Oh, we're 
uh, we it's unfortunate that you and I both are huge nerds because we find humor in that, whereas it's possible that someone else might not think that is hilarious. I think most people probably don't think that's very <laughs> hilarious, but hey, you know, that's us, and uh, I'm, I'm willing to own it. That's far fine. Uh, but the LA Galaxy, we should say, didn't start off very well in this game. In fact, in the first yeah. minute, they gave up a goal uh, thanks to some, some... I don't know if you got the chance to watch the replay. It's actually pretty funny if you if now that you know the Galaxy win, but at the time, I'm sure... Um, um, I'm sure, like me, I was I was irate about it. But mm-hmm. Baggio Husidic runs in the opposite direction of the ball because he's <laughs> trying to get everybody offside. But there was no chance that like the defense was going to clear that far out. Or I don't know if he didn't see it, but he's literally running in the opposite direction as the ball is being sent in, and ultimately it comes over Daniel Steris, um and, and finds an open guy that was probably Baggio Husidic's guy uh, on the back post. But luckily for the Galaxy. Uh, that doesn't That's hurt them. Right. That doesn't hurt them. The, the things we should point out again, though, Wendy, um, Giovanni Dos Santos starting for the LA Galaxy, obviously uh, second game in a row that he gets a start. Steven Gerrard, back from his injury, gets the captain's armband uh, and captains this team. And, and I was on ESPN 700 in Real Salt Lake t- talking to Brian Dunseth and, and Trey and, and some of the other guys over there at uh, ESPN 700. And uh, we were, they were saying, you know, was this Steven Gerrard's best game ever? for the LA Galaxy and I was trying to think back Wendy do you think of another game where he is um, he so in better? his first game remember when um, we played San Jose and he scored a goal um, I think that was probably that was a game that I would say everyone was profoundly excited because he played remember he played sort of as a number 10 in that game even possibly potentially as a second striker right and he so therefore he was you know, around the goal box a lot during that game, and he scored a goal, obviously, and that also turned out to be a great victory. If you remember, we just really like pounded San Jose, right? So I think that was, I think that was a good performance. But I think also that was also because it was a rivalry game, because we beat them, I think five two or something like that. That was also a game where there was a lot of emotional momentum. So I don't know. This was, but you're correct. I think that this was one of Gerard's best performances. He played really well and he played well for 90 minutes. I mean, he I, that that on the third goal, right. the assist to Giovanni Dos Santos, Ooh, that deli- the delivery of that ball was so tight. It was so beautiful. And you that's when you kind of appreciate, oh, we really do have a player who's he's got such an elegant touch from the ball, you know, and so um, just silky, you know, really mm. just he can deliver things so smoothly when he's playing well. I mean, I think that with Jared, one of the difficulties has been transitioning to this really physical league where things are really fast and right. it's kind of rough. But you can see that, you know, he has he has a really peerless touch on the ball when he gets the opportunity to show it off. Well, uh, Steven Gerrard, just to throw some stats around a little bit. Um, Steven Gerrard is, is, let's see if I can actually find this again because I lost it. There it is. All right. Uh, in total now, uh, he has played in 17 MLS appearances. He has notched two goals and has five assists. So if you look at it from a career standpoint in Major League Soccer, 17 games, two goals, five assists. Enough? Not enough. I think it depends on what you think his job is. I mean, right. I see in his career for Liverpool, I saw him as a central lying uh, uh, sort of mid- central midfielder, right? right? If he's a central midfielder, he doesn't need to be prolifically scoring goals because not all midfielders are like a Frank Lampard. They don't always have to get into the box. They could, you know, be more deep lying playmakers like uh, Pirlo. Right. Um, so 
I think, though, the way Bruce envisions Jared playing for the team, he envisions him playing as uh, more of a, an advanced midfielder, in which case you do want them to participate in the not only the goal scoring, but also the creation of goals. And so you want to think about, has he been creative enough as a midfielder? You know, I, I honestly don't think that, you know, obviously it's not a problem with his ability, his technique or anything like that. It's it's been difficult to get the correct formation for the galaxy. Um, that's a good, that's a good discussion we should have that. That's, yeah. that's the one Let's stop right there and actually have this one. I said, uh, in the game previous to this, in the, in the Portland game where the LA galaxy are one, one draws, I said that I love Giovanni dos Santos in that withdrawn striker playing Robbie yeah. Keane basically as the number nine. Yeah. That showed so much in this game. And before we go too much further, obviously, Giovanni Dos Santos, great game, scoring two goals, one assist, invo- involved in all four goals, by the way. Um, so he gets all four goals uh, sort of you know on his belt in that one, does great. Um, so he played great. Uh, Steven Gerrard played great, but the formation that they played in now, man, that seemed to make, you know... A, a, a lot of difference, and also the fact that Houston's a dumpster fire. So between those two <laughs> things, I don't, want, I don't want to overlook the fact that Houston... Houston is, was atrocious. Yeah. That was some of the worst defending. And I asked you before we got on the podcast, I said, is Houston that bad this year? And then you looked at the standings like, ah, oh, they're last in the Western Conference. Yeah, and it's not even like a good last. It's not even like, oh, with, you know, just a couple more games in either direction, they could really, you know, they could really do something. I, I don't feel that way with Houston right now. Houston, uh, 0.83 points per game right now now uh the top is 2.33 points per game from real salt lake who's undefeated and sits in second place right now uh having played two less games than fc dallas who is at 2.13 points per game so uh i know houston is a wreck yes and so we shouldn't necessarily be patting ourselves on the back too much for having you know one against a team which is fairly awful right now at least owen Coyle is probably miserable right now but that being said you're correct i think that one question which is going to be hanging in the minds of a lot of galaxy fans is it appears from the past three games maybe that we've seen that the likely best position for giovanni dos santos is playing as a withdrawn second striker as like you know an advanced number ten, which is essentially where Robbie Keane plays. Yep. So yeah, yeah. Well, I, I did a podcast earlier this week where uh, where we talked about the defense and what happens when all the LA Galaxy defenders get healthy, and that includes like Robbie Rogers. Now that you know he's back to full training, so is he going to be there? You know, AJ Delagarza, Yel Van Dam, Ashley Cole, Daniel Steris. Um, you know, there's all these guys who could play now and somebody, probably a good person is probably going to be sitting on the bench if Bruce keeps the four four two like he, he probably should. Um, so that's a question. You look at what happens whenever Robbie Keane comes back and where he plays and how does that affect Giovanni Dos Santos probably is still another two weeks, maybe three weeks of, uh, of actually contemplating that before it actually happens. But what happens if Giovanni Dos Santos catches fire, has another good game coming up against Real Salt Lake. So that's an interesting sort of take that you can look at this game as well. Um, you know, I think you're going to have a lot of problems with people getting healthy because the LA Galaxy, despite the fact they've been decimated, see, now I'm saying it. Did they ten have 10 injuries? Is they, that what you're saying? They, they had at least injuries? nine. They had at least nine at some point. So we I think we're close. Yeah, yeah, so I, I, I think being decimated by injuries, um, I think if you look at that and, and now where they're at, you're going to find some players are not going to be playing that you probably want to be playing. So... Um, that's going to be a really, uh, I can't wait, you know, j- look at Dan Kennedy, Brian Rowe. What's happening now? Mm, 
Okay, on Dan Kennedy, Brian Rowe, what? I'm going to have to say I think it's time for Kennedy to take the bench. I don't care if he comes back. Because Rowe, past few games, I've been watching him because, you know, we've had Rowe in the Galaxy for several seasons now. He's been the backup to, like, three different, at least three different goalkeepers that I can think of. Right. And he has gotten noticeably better. He oh. He has definitely improved. He used to be a little bit more mistake-prone. I haven't seen any real drastic errors from him in the 2016 season. I'm trying to think. Can you think of one? <sighs> no. How no, about that? So, I mean, I mean, he's healthy. He's playing well. Do we really want to relegate him for Dan Kennedy when Kennedy seems to, you know, I mean, he don't forget when Kennedy was in Dallas, the exact same thing happened to him. Yep. He came in as the starting goalkeeper and eventually was relegated to the bench because they had you know they had an unbelievably young and talented homegrown goalkeeper so i mean they that was that was probably the right decision for them but i mean this is like the second time this has happened to dan kennedy and i think it makes sense to keep roe as the starter and uh you know for good for good argument's sake i should probably take the dan kennedy side here and say you're paying him too much money uh, that he shouldn't be sitting on the bench, and that mm. if he's healthy, he has more experience, he's good, and he's not that old in terms of, terms of goalkeepers, and he can play. So that Wendy, is true. That, that's what I say to that, and I fully expect Brian Rowe to keep his starting job, and I would expect it stays that way. All right? Oh, okay, that, good. So at, at least that's my two cents. Whether or not Bruce Arena believes me, we know he listens to the show so much, Wendy. Oh, he is huge fans of ours, isn't he? Yes, yes, he is. I'm working on a, on a game that we're going to play at some point in the podcast called, um, you know, What Would Bruce Arena Say? Where I ask a question that somebody has asked Bruce Arena, mm-hmm. right? And then I, do, then I go ahead and, uh, a, and get your response to that question. All right. As like a prediction. Yeah, as a prediction. Bruce okay, good. Because yeah. I am very tapped into Bruce's psyche, I have to say. This is, this is a fun game that, that we like to play in the press box, too. We ask a question out loud to the press box, and everybody says what they think Bruce's answer would be. And we can usually get pretty close whenever you actually do ask that question. So that's a game we're going to play. Yeah. But so, so anyway. I'm gonna have to, of course, I'm going to have to try and deliver it in a Long Island accent. You know? Every- because that is, I mean, if you're, if you're from Long Island, then you're going to have to deliver it with a Long Island accent, okay? Oh. Oh, very nice. Very, I, I'm not <laughs> going to attempt it. I've tried that before, and it didn't go well for me. All right. One time at the Philadelphia airport, I had I had a, a coworker's wife pick us up, and they were from Philadelphia. And she's like, "Raymond, have I told you how much I hate this airport?" You know, that was it. And that that's What's about as weird as that. Bruce Bruce actually sounds more like Brooklyn than Long Island. But I, yeah. I think he's been in California too long. Quite honestly, I think that's what he does it. He still has that bravado, though, of the New Yorker. He oh, still has New York bravado. Absolutely. All right. Getting completely sidetracked by that. Yes, I'm sorry. So no. your point originally was that Dos Santos is uh, playing in Robbie Keane's role and that eventually tough decisions are going to be made about who goes where. And I think you're correct that, um, yeah, I would like to see the next few games the Galaxy play. I'd like them to stay with the formation that they deployed in Houston, assuming that they're playing a team that is, I mean, obviously you want to vary it up depending on whether you're playing a possession-based team or a counterattacking team, maybe. Um, But I would like to see this deployed in the next couple of games because if this is really where Giovanni Dos Santos hits his sweet spot, then... I don't know. I mean, this could get really uncomfortable. It's going to be interesting. I think I think interesting is the best thing. Here, I'm going to give you some Giovanni Dos Santos stats right now. Mm-hmm. This is this is where I will tell you that I think stats lie. Here mm-hmm. is Giovanni Dos Santos. He has 13 appearances since joining the LA Galaxy last year. 
He has five goals and seven assists. Yeah, see, that actually sounds pretty good. That's not horrible, right? No, that sounds it sounds pretty good. I read that and I was like, wait, really? First of all, the fact the 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 thing we should really look at is thirteen appearances out of how many games has he missed because of injury? Because that's also an issue. I mean, mm-hmm. hey, if you only play a couple of games, then that's great. But um, you know, I, I know he was he missed more than there were more than thirteen games that uh, he could have played in and didn't play because he was injured. So mm-hmm. so that's the first thing. But if you look at it, five goals and seven assists and thirteen appearances is actually pretty good. So maybe the key for Giovanni dos Santos, Wendy, is staying healthy and keeping him on the on the field. Yes, I mean that's probably a good tip for every professional athlete to try and abide by. But <laughs> I think you're correct. I think you're right that you know injuries. He's maybe a little bit more injury prone than I was aware of when he was playing in Spain. I, I didn't, I don't really follow La Liga. Right. Um, I, but I, I know him really well from El Tree, obviously. Um, and so I don't, I didn't have a concept of him as being a particularly fragile player, uh-huh. but maybe he is just a little bit fragile. I don't know. We have players like that on the LA galaxy. You know, you have the guys who are kind of like always healthy you know, Robbie used to be one of those guys, guys who just went years without injuries. Landon yeah. Donovan, notoriously a very healthy player. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, but I mean, maybe Giovanni is just, uh, I don't know, a little bit injury prone. Yes, and that worries me if he's going to be the designated player that's supposed to be down the line for this. But um, ultimately, you had goals from Baggio Husidic. Uh, you had goals Gold from... Gold for G- Baggio. Gold. Always, always helpful in a pinch, can play any position. I think I've seen him... At every position but goalkeeper. Just wait. I mean, as Mike, as Mike <laughs> McGee can tell you, that's next, all right? So um, that, that certainly could happen there. Uh, Baggio gets a good one. Listen, again, Houston, dumpster fire. Um, the, the goalkeeping on that particular goal was horrendous. Uh, great cross by Gio, uh, should have been grabbed, should have been punched. Either of those things would have been better than just knocking it to Baggio Husidic, who just had to put it underneath a couple people in order to score. So Baggio, Hey, good. Glad you hit the target better than Mike McGee, who had a wide open goal in the uh, second half and and completely missed. So, um, not, not bagging on Mike, just saying you have to make those Mr. McGee. We'd appreciate it if you did. Um, so you had that, you got Sebastian Legette did a bunch of work in this game. Uh, didn't really show up on the stat lines besides the assist to Zardis on the last goal in the second that half. That was a great assist, though. That was perfectly... He, thought, he weighted that perfectly. It was it was in the exact right location. It was perfect. I thought he waited too long, quite honestly. I was I was looking at that. I was like, nope, too long, too long. Oh, okay, yeah, no, it works. Okay, no, yeah, what do I know? because Zardis can really move. Zardis can get out in front of... You know, he, he can really move. I mean, I know what you're saying, but... I thought it was perfect. Gio gets the second assist on that goal, by the way. AJ De La Garza heads it to Gio. Gio to Legette. Legette uh, to Zardis. Uh, Legette doing most of the work on that. So Gio with the courtesy assist. Little tip of the hat there. That's fine. Um, you know, you had, uh, like I said, Zardis, Baggio. Two goals from Giovanni Dos Santos. He's involved in all four goals. I, I don't know what else you really want from a player in this particular case uh, yeah. than, than what mean, happened. Both Jared and Dos Santos were were in great form in Houston. And it's hard to know what percentage of that you attribute to the fact that they found the right positions. Right. Maybe we found some more chemistry. Maybe they're both healthy. Maybe the weather in Houston was a little bit cooler than they expected. It could be all that. And it you also have to throw in a whole heck of a lot of Houston just being awful. Well, well, Bruce Arena is expecting a lot out of Giovanni Dos Santos. Uh, uh, after the game, Bruce said, and I quote, obviously he played well. The first goal was a big goal, got us back in at 
after conceding an early goal. Never a good way to start on the road. To get that goal back early was important. It settled our team down a little bit. Certainly the rest of the half, I think we did a good job. By the way, LA Galaxy scoring first half, scoring in the first half for the very first time this year. The LA Galaxy <laughs> hadn't scored a single goal in the first half, and they scored three of them in the first half. That, I'll take it. I have no problems with that, right? I tell you, this game on Saturday is going to be very illuminating because it's going to be a great test of to what extent, you know, we're trying to read the tea leaves in the team and, you know, see improvements and whether those improvements are really concrete. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 going to be uh, very interesting as well. Um, I'm trying to think of what else I could sort of shed some light on here. Baggio Hasidic on his goal specifically, he says the goal, it was coming pretty quick. So once I got it past him, I had a few seconds to get to the ball and the ball came down quite nicely and I put it in. I just tried to hit it on target and into the ground. So I'll take it. I think that that probably gives that goal. It sounds like that goal is a lot more interesting, even with that sort of not very interesting explanation of what that what actually happened, because the the Houston goalkeeper basically handed it to Baggio and said, here, please shoot on goal. And Baggio did. So it was a good finish. I don't want to take anything away from Baggio because I think he's been playing very good uh, in place of Nigel de Jong. So I'm happy with that. This was uh, game number uh, one of Nigel de Jong's suspension. And fortunately for the L.A. Galaxy, uh, didn't even miss him, not for a second. Um, no, no, didn't miss him not for a second. You're right. And uh, Michael Duarte tweeted out after the game. He said that the goal in the first minute by David Horst and the goal in the fourth minute by Giovanni Dos Santos, that is the quickest that any two teams have uh, scored in an MLS game, um, both teams having scored. So I don't know whether that's true or not. I am um, crediting Michael Duarte with that stat if it's true. And if it's not, then we blame him. So and we blame him. Yeah, that, that's of course. Easy, easy either him. way. All right, that's cool. Well, the phone lines are open here at Corner of the Galaxy. Uh, 949-734-4217. Once again, 949-734-4217. If you have an opinion about the Houston game, you want to talk about Giovanni Dos Santos or Steven Gerrard, uh, we're going to get to in the second segment. We're definitely going to talk about uh, Real Salt Lake coming up and all that stuff as well. Um, but uh, we want to get to uh, any of your calls before we get done with this segment. So we have about, oh, two minutes left in here. So if we can squeeze one call in, that would be great. 949-734-4217 is the, uh, the call here. All right, so the LA Galaxy win 4-1. to Is there anybody really that, uh, that you were surprised by any of their performances, or is this one that really is an overall team performance? Are we happy with, uh, with everything that we saw there? Was there anything that stuck out and you sort of said, hey, that wouldn't work against a real team? But Houston I was Dynamo. surprised by the performances of Giovanni Dos Santos and Steven Gerrard. I've never seen them look so good and <laughs> look so good for the Galaxy. Maybe they have. I mean, maybe I, I'm not thinking think back have. to every single game. But in general, they looked really, really good. That surprised me. Um, particularly maybe Gerrard because he just – there was something about his form last week where he looked very imperious. He looked confident. He was keeping his head up, looking for opportunities. He just seemed all over the place. I mean, he was right. delivering perfect passes. And I was just like, wh- where did he come from? Where, you know, I mean, last last year, if you recall, we played, we played away at Houston right. in August, and he just looked miserable. Well, he just looked, I think, so unhappy. Well, Houston in August is miserable. I mean, that's... Well, it's either Houston or Dallas. Yeah. It, was one of the, it was in the dead of summer that he was playing in Texas, and you just saw the look on his face like, what? the hell I should I shouldn't be here I shouldn't I I don't belong here that's right very good all right well what we'll do is we'll go ahead and extend the phone lines until after our interview with Daniel Starris as well so uh, what we're gonna do is we are gonna go ahead and uh, and take a quick break 
All right, whenever we get back, we're going to be talking with Daniel Starris of the LA Galaxy, defender for the LA Galaxy, having a great season so far, so we look forward to that. So don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. We'll be right back. Recording from COG Studios and not their mom's basement, it's Corner of the Galaxy. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Wendy's going to take a quick break as I get on the phone with a, a young gentleman who's made quite an impression for the senior team uh, after being on LA Galaxy 2 for uh, last year. Played defender there, played it very well, so well in fact. That they called him up to the senior team this year, and uh, I think we're going to have some some fun talking to him. So please welcome to the show, Dan Starris. Dan, how's it going? Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, we'll we'll jump right in here. Uh, did you expect to be making such an impact on the senior team, uh, knowing that you were playing for the USL side last year? Uh, no, I mean to be honest, I I know I got signed early in the year, and you know I, I hoped I would have some sort of impact this year, but never really knew it'd be this quickly. Um, and like this, uh, to start the season, I mean, we got quite a squad over here. So, uh, I was just planning on paying my dues and getting my chance in the game, but came pretty early. So better than I could ask for. Yeah. It came pretty early and it seems like you've been, uh, you've been handling it pretty well so far. Uh, still getting nervous before the games. Is there any, uh, big jump up between USL and, uh, and major league soccer as uh, other people have said there is? I mean, yeah, there's a there's a jump in level, obviously. Um, and then, of course, a jump in, you know, the crowds you're playing in front of the stadiums and all that. So uh, that's probably the biggest jump. But, you know, um, I've played in, in big games before against, you know, MLS-type teams and other tournaments uh, in the leagues before this. So, uh, you know, it's something I knew I could do is just, you know, showing it to the coach and, and proving myself to the team. How is uh how has it been integrating into the locker room? From all the players that I talk to, everybody says that this particular locker room seems like it's a lot of fun. Um and it seems like you guys are out there playing and having some fun. Is that a fair assessment? It is, yeah. There's uh a lot of personalities in the locker room. Um so it's it's been quite good getting getting in and, and getting comfortable with the guys. Uh I mean we got an interesting group as far as, you know, some older guys, some younger guys, a bunch of different countries they come from a bunch of different backgrounds you know people just starting their careers people coming towards the end so um it's an interesting locker room to be a part of a lot of learning going on but uh, a lot of fun and i think it shows well you're a local kid right born in uh, burbank california uh you've bounced around a whole bunch i uh, went to san diego state university uh played there um ventura county fusion you you've had quite the road to get to major league soccer what is it what does it mean right now to to be in the place that you are starting 
Oh, it means it means a lot. Um, yeah, I mean, I grew up in Southern California here, and you know, I've, I've always watched the LA Galaxy. They're always my team. If you caught me when I was five or six years old, I probably would have said I want to grow up and play for the Galaxy when I'm older. So um, it's definitely been a dream come true so far, and you know, I just want to keep it going. But yeah, it's been it's been just bouncing around a couple leagues, couple teams, trying to find my way and get the opportunity I've gotten here so far. What what is it like? We we talk about um, you know some of the homegrown players, some of the guys who who grew up around the LA Galaxy. Um, you know, like you said, you know, if you, if somebody would have asked you, you would have said that you'd be playing for the LA Galaxy. What does it what does it feel like now to be to be playing there? Is that a, you you think that's a different experience than uh, than maybe some of these other players uh, have? Yeah, I mean it's it's probably a little different than a lot of the people have. Um, you know, I've been following for a while and it's always been kind of a dream. So it is a little surreal. And, you know, I get to have my family and friends all around to come out for these games. And, you know, uh, it's, it's just that experience is pretty cool outside of just playing for a team that's always been known as being the best in in the U S and, you know, we've got the titles to prove that. And, you know, it's just a prestigious club. So, what what is it like uh, your your paired up partner there in uh, in central defense is Yell Van Dam. Uh, tell me a little bit about Yell and the partnership you guys have. Yeah, Yell is a wild man. Um, <laughs> I'm sure you guys have seen already. You know he's all over the place. He's willing to stick his head in, his foot in wherever wherever it needs to be. So um, he's a great guy though. Uh, he's obviously a big, strong, athletic uh, center back for us. So you know it's it's good for me to to know that I've got that there as a ball winner and, you know, I just need to be smart around him and try to, you know, play my role in the line and keep things in front of us. So uh, it's been good so far. Um, you know, he's very talkative, easy, easy to ask questions, bounce things off of. So it's been a good start so far. Yeah. It seems like you guys have a, have a good relationship back there. How is he off the field? You know, pretty similar to what you would think and, and what you guys might have seen so far. And, you know, his on field of making these big tackles and, you know, uh, being pretty wild on the field and ready to, to track down anyone is pretty similar in his personality. You know, he's got a big personality. Uh, he's lots of fun in the locker room, too. You know, he's always there to make some jokes and stuff. Yeah, he, se- he seems like the, the instigator of a lot of those jokes, which is always fun. Uh, as somebody who, who gets to go in the locker room afterwards, he's always having a good time, so that's good to see. Let's talk about your game. What, oh, do, you, yeah. what do you think your most, uh, the, the thing you have to work on the most is right now? Um, thing I have to work on the most, you know, just I've always been pretty good at reading the game, I feel like, um, and so it's just, you know, taking that up another level where I can be ahead of the game at this level too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not the biggest guy, but I feel like I'm pretty good in the air. Um, I'm not, you know, the most technical guy on the team, but I can play out the back. Uh, so I'd say it's just, you know, it's working on reading the game and, and seeing plays develop a little quicker. Um, and then obviously, I think, as any back or center back would say, we probably want to try to work on getting the ball to our forwards as quick as possible. So, um, you know, playing better out of the back as well. Yeah, you also uh, you scored a goal this season already. Uh, first MLS season here, uh, you, you get involved and uh, you, and you score a goal. I, did you think that was going to happen? Yeah, I mean, you might think it's weird, but I really did uh, think it was going to happen that night. And uh, that's partially why my reaction to the goal was just so much excitement because, you know, I really felt like it was going to happen. 
uh, you know, I've played in a few of these leagues before and, and scored a few goals actually. Right. And, uh, I seem to have a knack of kind of scoring in these first games I get out there. So I was hoping it was going to happen. I, you could say I visualized it and I just got lucky that it worked out. Maybe you should visualize the sixth game of the season as well. That maybe, or, or the seventh game as as we go on. Let's 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 <laughs> yeah, talk. I, I try to visualize every game. There, because, I, you know, sometimes it works. I like that. That that works good. That's how I, that's how I play soccer too. I predict it every single time, and when it happens, I'm I'm I feel pretty good about it. Um, let's talk about yeah. Real Salt Lake coming into uh, StubHub Center on Saturday. Obviously, a big game. They're sure. undefeated. They have a ton of offensive uh, star power there. Maybe with uh, Plata out. Uh, maybe a little bit less, but still, Burrito Martinez, uh, Musician, what are you guys looking to do against Real Salt Lake as they come into uh, to the Stub Up Center? Yeah, I mean, uh, I still got a little bit of research to to do on these guys, but uh, you know, I know how they they like to play, and obviously, if Bata is out, uh, you know, that's going to be a little different game that they play. But um, yeah, I mean, we're we're just trying to slow them down. Obviously, coming in undefeated, I mean little extra motivation right there to try to take that away from them uh on our home field. So that'll be that'll be part of the game trying to figure out how we can how we can slow down their attack and um you know they've got a big target forward with uh Mossisian and uh you know some speed and, and technical players around him that can you know make plays get him the ball. So uh we'll have to I'll have to do some research a little bit before this game to to really feel how we're gonna go at it. But uh you know, I think you got a good chance. You know, the last game you guys played at home against the Portland Timbers came out a little flat, ended up getting a draw on that game. Um, something the LA Galaxy probably uh, don't like to do is, is drop some points at home. Uh, how focused is this team on uh, on continuing the winning streak from winning on the road uh, to, to take down Real Salt Lake? Yeah, I mean, we, we go into every game thinking we can get three points out of it, and especially at home. I mean, we feel like any game at home we should be able to win, and hopefully we do win, so... Uh, we're going to continue just like we did in, in Houston. I think obviously we got off to a slow start in the first minute, but I think overall after that we got on, on the gas pedal pretty quickly and, and started going. So hopefully we'll carry that over. Um, it's been a good week so far, and you know we've got an undefeated team coming into our home, so we always want to spoil that party a little bit. Yeah, well, it's expected to be a, a near-capacity crowd, so you should have some crowd support behind you. I know that I'll be visualizing a goal for you this week as well as uh, <laughs> the LA Galaxy face off against Real Salt Lake, undefeated Real Salt Lake at StubHub Center on Saturday. Dan, we want to wish you all the best for the uh, rest of the season. Good luck, and I'm sure we'll have you on the show again very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me. All right. Looking forward to this weekend. Yeah, everybody is. All right, there you go. There's uh, Dan Steris, LA Galaxy defender going to be playing again here for the LA Galaxy as they come up against Real Salt Lake. Should be good. Alright, what I'm going to do is going to go ahead and take a break. Whenever I get back, Wendy will be back. We still have a bunch to get to. LA Galaxy news. That's going to be there for sure. Uh, let's see, what else are we going to talk about? Uh, uh, the stadium stuff, all the stadium restrictions, and of course we have the game coming up against Real Salt Lake that we still have to preview. So still a bunch to get to, so don't go anywhere. You're listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com.
Hey, this is Chris. This is Eddie. This is Jason. And we're from Back Pocket Memory, and you're listening to Corner of the Galaxy. Ready for some more Corner of the Galaxy? Don't forget to head over to the website for all the latest podcasts, news, and more. Visit us online at cornerofthegalaxy.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Big thanks to the LA Galaxy, Chris Glidden over at PR, and, of course, Dan Starris for coming on the show. Always great to talk to uh, some of the newer members of the team. Or at least I enjoy it. I don't, I don't know if anybody else does, but Dan seems like a good guy. I'm, uh, I'm excited to see what he can do because, quite honestly, Wendy, when you look at Dan Starris, he's a kid who uh, the LA Galaxy don't pay very much, which is good. Uh, he's a kid who has a lot of talent. He has the physical abilities. It looks like he possibly has the mental abilities to be able to be a starting center back for the LA Galaxy, which means that he could be playing for the LA Galaxy for a long time. This could be somebody like another Omar Gonzalez. Um, well, Daniel Stairs is six feet tall and Omar was six foot five. Mm. And I think that it's true that Daniel did score a goal against DC United to that power header, mm-hmm. you know, which was great. It was wonderful. That being said, he's also shown that he's pretty uneven. As you recall, in the 95th minute of the game against Colorado, he did fail to make a clearance, which opened the door to Marco Papa just slamming one home. So I would not say he strikes me as being um, necessarily ready to be a starting center back. But he's new. He's, he's, new, he's new. Give him a, I, give him he a chance. He is new. I know. And that's what I'm saying. He, it's great that he's getting minutes. He's getting opportunities to get his feet wet, to develop his skill set. But I wouldn't say, I mean, for example, you tweeted out earlier this week, who would you put in your back line? And for me, that's not really, that's a pretty, a somewhat frivolous question. Because if I think that if Robbie Rogers and AJ Lidegarza are both healthy, then there's no question in my mind that the back line is Cole, Van Dam, De La Garza, Rogers. Yeah, except that Bruce Arena loves Twin Towers, so he yes. likes having two big bodies in the center. He so he loves if you, two big guys. So if you, <laughs> that needs to be a drop. I need to, I need to cut that out. <laughs> he All loves right, two big guys. That is perfect. Uh, our phone lines are open here at Corner of the Galaxy. If you uh, agree, disagree, want to talk about anything, nine four nine seven three four four two one seven. They're open for the entire second segment. Here is uh, we want to talk to you if you want to talk to us uh we are live streaming i should put that out something new uh if it goes off well we'll see if we can continue to do it but uh right now live on youtube and if you go to corner forward slash live that's where you can find our live shows the live stream is embedded right there you can hit play you can play it on your 42 inch big screen television as my good friend john is doing because he tweeted at me with a picture of me in my la galaxy kit wendy because i'm wearing an la galaxy kit because i'm on video this time you so. are just too sexy. I, your kid. I was going to turn around. Maybe when you're talking next time, I'll turn around <laughs> so you can see that it actually has my name on it, too. And thank God I didn't get this for myself. Um, it was a gift from the L.A. Galaxy. So I'm not going to. Not gonna, I'm not going to worry about that. But please call in. We'd love to do it. Um, this live stream is about interaction with you guys, uh, so that's why it's here, and hopefully we can continue to use it that way if it works. Uh, other special announcements that we have. The Philadelphia away game, Angel City Brigade would like me to remind you that there are about, I think, 20 to 25 people who are going to the Philadelphia away game. This is a Wednesday night game. Yes, that sounds like you have to miss a lot of work on it, but I've been told they're flying out late Tuesday night, so overnight Tuesday. You're going to be there Wednesday, so you'd have to ask off for Wednesday and Thursday 
Thursday. I think they're coming back Thursday night. This is Wednesday, May 11th, 2016. It is a 4 p.m. kickoff here, 7 p.m. kickoff in Philadelphia. So go to Angel City Brigade at their Twitter account or at their Facebook page or their uh, their website, and you can find out all the information that you need there. Wendy has said that she is probably not going to that game. <laughs> In the middle of the week, I work, I mean, I work full time. I can't, it's very difficult for me to get time off. Big, important when, I understand, uh, I understand how it is. That's not going to, are you going, Josh? Uh, Mr. Uh, Cog, Mr. Uh, Ch- Captain of the ship, are you going to Philadelphia? I have to do podcasts, so I can't leave. It's, oh, it's yeah, tough. your podcasting commitment. Thursday nights is when we record. I probably wouldn't be back in time. How could we ever have a show for that weekend? That sounds like a horrible idea. But anyway, if I could, I would in a heartbeat. Absolutely. But of course, uh, Time off is always an issue as well. So uh, that that being said, that's how we go. Let's talk a little LA Galaxy team news, shall we? Yes. Okay, good. Let's start. Number one, Yell Van Dam goes to Belgium and then makes his way back. So Yell is there. He makes his way back. Everybody seems like they're probably pretty happy. I, I guess everybody's happy. I have I really have no idea. I don't I don't know where this stems from, quite honestly. I mean, I hear the French fries are great there, although it kind of weirds me out that they put mayonnaise on them. I, I don't, that sounds like, <laughs> I, don't, that's all, I, don't, I mean, my knowledge of Belgium is, is limited to essentially that it's the seat of power for the European, European Union. Right. And that they have really peculiar senses of humor. And, and, and everyone I know who's, who's ever been, who's Belgium has a very odd sense of humor. And waffles, Wendy. Oh, the waffle, waffle fries too. Well, see, I love waffle, waffle fries. fries. Waffle fries are pretty good. I will. So I will good. Yeah. All right. So we had a tweet on Yell Van Dam from First Avenger eighty eight, uh, and he says, "Who should be the first option off the bench between Jameson and Boateng?" Ooh, Jameson mm. and Boateng. Well, I'm assuming that you're looking for a wide player in uh, that in that case. I mean, I I don't know. What do you What do you think, Josh? Uh, Jameson. Okay. Yeah, it's it's I'm not even. I'm always so scared of Jameson because he's had two concussions. But no. every time he comes in the field, I'm just like, oh, be careful. We don't we don't talk about that. That's okay, what we do. Sorry, sorry. No, we we just put it out of our mind, and we hope oh. that uh, he continues to play safely and that type of thing. So, um, yeah, that's that's what I that's the only thing I can say. I I, I don't know else. I I know what you're saying. Um, it's it's interesting that I think Jameson has so much more skill and can be not as fast as Boateng, but uses his skill and his speed much better, quite mm-hmm. honestly, um, that, that I would pick uh, Bradford Jameson off the bench. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. No, I agree that he is. He's faster. He's more skilled. He's, he's also a real natural goal scorer. I just get so nervous when he comes off the bench because I have this, pit, this feeling in the pit of my stomach, and I'm just... I'm just sitting there like, don't get injured, don't get injured, don't get injured. No, no. This is, this is, a, now let's see. I actually displayed the correct tweet this time, Wendy, about Yell Van Dam, so we can actually talk about Yell Van Dam. So Felix Montoya says, uh, should homesick Van Dam worry us? He seems slightly off and is now visiting home. Understandable, but worrying. Uh, use the hashtag COG Live is how we can pull those out and put those onto our show and onto our live stream. So if you're listening on the podcast, you could see wonderful Twitter images on our live stream as well. Um, but of course, we'll always uh, keep catering to the podcast as well. So should you be worried about Yel Van Dam going to Belgium and eating waffle fries and visiting his family? This was a team sanctioned trip. I should say that he wanted to go visit his family because I don't think his family is out here right now. No, I don't. I, I don't know if I should be worried. I remember last fall i became bitterly resentful when gerard went midweek to europe in order to cover the champions league so Uh i suppose i should 
you know, show an equivalent amount of indignance in this instance. But, um, but you're not going to. But, but that being said, I, I just don't feel it right now. I, I, I'm, I'm envisioning waffle fries and I just, I don't know. It seems like it actually might be a really good idea. Yeah, I'm, now I'm hungry too. See, uh, <laughs> I, I like this from Felix, from Felix Montoya says that he seems slightly off. I, I didn't, I don't know that. Off? You, I don't know. Is he? I, he seems, he played well, I mean, against Houston. So uh, I have no idea, Wendy. We uh, will watch out. This Saturday, I will keep an eye out for Van Damme to yep. make sure that his focus is 100% on the game. Let, let's, let's, let's also let's point, point out that uh, Yellow Van Dam also, uh, I, I said his name about 13 times wrong there um, whenever I was talking to Daniel Steers in the, in the interview. So uh, I apologize for that, um, and hopefully it can be a little bit better here whenever it comes back. So we'll, we'll, I will do my best to do my best Yellow Van Dam impression um, whenever we uh, we come back to the show next time, so we'll see how how that Yell goes. Van. Well, you know, I'm American. Yeah. Oh, you are. <laughs> I'm American, and so I don't really have. I don't get insecure when it comes to pronouncing names from foreign countries. Right. And I'm perfectly comfortable just saying gel. Yeah. Gel yeah, yeah. I, I, I know it. it's probably like yell or yelle or something like yeah. that, but I can just call him Gel Van Dam. It's, it's okay. It's Yellow Van Dam. That's okay. uh, apparently that's how you're supposed to say it. Anyway, let's right. we, we can argue about that some other time. Other team news. I don't know if anybody's interested in this. I thought it was interesting. Robert, Robbie Rogers launches a new menswear line. It's called Hampton and Baker. Uh, he partners with his good friend Warren Alfie Baker, and their first item is five different styles of the denim jacket. I expect nothing but excellence from Robbie Rogers uh, whenever it comes to fashion. And quite honestly, if Robbie's wearing it, I should probably be wearing it because that means that I would actually be fashionable <laughs> instead of wearing this kit like an overweight slob. Um, so you know. Robbie, if you want us to try out some of this stuff, just send it on over. Wendy would be happy to try this stuff on. I would be happy it's, to try this stuff. It's immense. What's amusing is that you think that your build yes. <laughs> approximates Robbie Rogers. I will say Robbie Rogers owns a hunter green jacket, a yes. tailored jacket, which he has used in like several different um different like things like when he released his book he was photographed in it and it is one of the most well tailored jackets and it is the perfect color for him so he definitely definitely has a fashion sense and so oh. i i think neither you nor i would necessarily fit in robbie rogers clothes clothing line me because i'm a woman okay and you because you know i mean you know, <laughs> I'm taking offense to everything that's no. that's going on here. I think. No, 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 no. I okay. think that you should buy it. Actually. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how much it's going to cost. I have a feeling it's going to be way too much for me. Anyway, uh, you may not be able to bring it in the stadium, or maybe you could if you got it. You probably could. It's probably not on the list of things that have been uh, banned or. Or restricted uh, MLS introduced elevated security standard uh, will include all MLS uh, some games. Some is the marketing arm of Major League Soccer, and it's uh, there's a whole bunch of stuff that's crossed over there, and all USL stadiums. So MLS some and USL stadiums, all of this will happen. Uh, public safety is the top priority, and the enhanced security measures will ensure that fans are able to continue to enjoy MLS and some events in a safe environment, says MLS President and Deputy Commissioner Mark Abbott. Uh, here we have somebody who is uh, who who is not very well liked by most of the supporters groups, and I have to say has sort of a, a sketchy track record. It seems, at least publicly, from a lot of things. And he here is uh, Ray Whitworth, senior VP of Security and Operations, says the safety of our fans, players, and staff is paramount. Uh, the updated security measures bring us in line with professional sports leagues around the United States and Canada, while maintaining the unique sports experience that is MLS. Here is what I'll say, Wendy. 
about these new things. This is this is pretty standard across NFL and and Major League Baseball now. Um, you know, all these things that have banned, which you're looking at large purses, coolers, briefcases, backpacks is probably the big uh, the big one, luggage of any kind, computer bags, camera bags, or any bag larger than 14 by 14 by 6. All right, that's not 14 feet, that's 14 inches. So 14 by 14 by 6. Uh, in addition, all bags will be subject to search upon entry. This is the nothing new for LA Galaxy as far as the entry search, uh, walking through the... Uh, through the metal detectors, um, maybe being wanted, having your stuff searched through before you go in. Even as a media member, I have that happen to me. So, what was the inciting incident? What was the what instigated or prompted this move by MLS? Was it the thing DC United? No, I don't think there was any. I think this was always coming down. I really don't think there was one incident that you can point to and say, "Oh, that's definitely the reason that this is going on right now." I really believe that if you go to a you know an Angels game, you can't bring in the stuff. And the NFL just had the whole big uh, issue where last year they went to you know clear bags and having large bags banned, and so a bunch of different things. So really, listen, when you go to Disneyland now, you have to walk through a metal detector. Um, I, I get it. I understand. I don't necessarily like it, um, but I get it. it, it it's just, it's about overall security. It's about being proactive. Do we need an underlying incident? Do you want somebody to get hurt no, or have no, that happen? I, no, I don't want to be one of those people who's reactive and, you know, he doesn't take measures um, until something happens. I just, I was just wondering because to my mind, I always feel extremely safe at Galaxy Games. I, I feel, yeah, I do I too. I feel just like totally 100% comfortable. Yeah, and I do too. And, you know, granted, I sit in the press box, but remember, I have season tickets and I sat down uh, in, in the stands, uh, you know, for a bunch of years before I got moved up to the press box. So I never felt danger, any, any sort of danger or anything like that. So, yeah, in, in some way, it may be seen as an overreaction to a non existent threat, but I just feel like they're being cautious on this. Um, you know, the Boston Marathon bombing there. Let's face it. People are going to try to target uh, places with with big uh, crowds. And this is this is maybe a step in the right direction. And hopefully it does some good. You know, a lot of times I think this stuff is eyewash. This will probably turn out to be eyewash, quite honestly. But that means that if you're going to the game this weekend, get there early. Please get there early because I can guarantee that security is going to be a nightmare because I've never seen any of this stuff go smoothly whenever they've implemented any of these things. So um, just get there early. Do what you can uh, to do that. Uh, we have about 10 minutes left, Wendy. So I want to get down to – I know. It goes by RSL. so fast. I know. I want to get to RSL. I want to go quickly to the LA Galaxy schedule. Obviously, RSL on Saturday. Uh, Sunday, May 1st at Sporting Kansas City. That's going to be the last game of uh, Nigel DeYoung's suspension unless MLS makes up another rule to suspend him for longer. And by the way, Darlington Nogby, back in training, everyone. Yeah, well, what do you know? Um, and he was back in training before they even played last weekend. So that was that's good. <clears throat> Listen, it's a bad tackle to red card. Is it three games? I said it was probably two. Three makes sense because of his thing. We've talked it to death. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Okay, all right. All right. Uh, Sunday, May 8th. Home to the New England Revolution. Wednesday, May 11th, we've already talked about away to Philadelphia. Sunday, May 22nd, the second meeting of the Cali Classico at, Stub, at StubHub Center with the San Jose Earthquakes coming in on Sunday, May 22nd. And then Saturday, May 28th, away at Montreal. By the way, the L.A. to Montreal trip is one of the longest trips in Major League Sports. Just wanted to uh, point that out. Just I didn't we, know if you knew that. May we? Yeah, uh, Canadians. French Canadians. All right. Uh, that's it. That's 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 if you want to send hate mail to me at Jay Guessman, <laughs> I guess if if that offended you, I was joking. So get over it, Canadians. Uh, MLS standings, real quick. FC Dallas in the Western Conference first. 
uh, 17 points, Real Salt Lake second, 14 points, Colorado Rapids thir- uh, third with 13 points, Sporting Kansas City with 12 points in fourth, and the LA Galaxy with 11 points in fifth, tied with San Jose Earthquakes, who are in sixth with 11 points. Portland, Seattle, Vancouver, and Houston all below the thin red line. All right, uh, let's see what else is going on. Injuries, injuries, injuries. Robbie Keane looks like he's the only one out. Wendy, this is the That's first. Incredible. This is the first time I can say that. Robbie Rogers, full training. Jose Villarreal getting time with LA Galaxy two. Raúl Mendiola expected to get some time with LA Galaxy two. Jeff Laurentowitz available. Leonardo, full training could be available as in the eighteen for Real Salt Lake. Um, Bruce Arena said, "quote Ready to play in the near future for Leonardo." Okay, Dan Kennedy, full training. There you go. That is all the injury information I have. Everybody else is either healthy and back, like AJ Delagars that had an injury in his back. But um, or is uh, or is is not injured. So that's good. That's how it works. All right. So getting some people healthy. Um, here we go. L.A. Galaxy versus Real Salt Lake. 730 p.m. on Time Warner Cable Sportsnet. Time Warner Cable Deportes. Uh, April 23rd, 730 p.m. Like I said, uh, this is the Saturday game. Get there early. It's going to be a nightmare. I'm telling you right now. The, the parking is oh never good. Oh, my God. It's if never there's good. seven circles of hell in Dante's Inferno, I know the last one is me driving around the StubHub Center parking lot just looking for entrances and being blocked off at every single one because security won't ma- let me in. If you get there early instead of playing golf before – wait, I, I, excuse uh, me. It's golf, barbecue. And, golf, barbecue, soccer sorry, game is yes. a perfect Saturday that for does, me. That does sound like a pretty nice Saturday. So, yeah. So I agree with that. But, yeah, if you get there earlier than Wendy, you wouldn't have a problem. So I'm advising everybody. This is going to be a capacity or near-capacity crowd. More than 25,000 people expected for this game. Undefeated Real Salt Lake comes into the LA Galaxy. Real Salt Lake has the highest points per game in the league, which means they are the best team in the league as far as I'm concerned right now. They're playing well, but they did have a setback in the fact that Joel Plata is not going to be playing in this game. In fact, it looks like he's going to be out for quite a while. Um, So that's good news for the LA Galaxy. Bad news for Real Salt Lake as the... Salt Lake lineup of uh, Burrito Martinez, uh, Yurimo Sissian, and Joa Plata have been excellent um, in in offense. That those three are just terrors coming after everybody. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, they lose absolutely. one. RSL is uh, undefeated this season. They are the only undefeated season remaining in MLS. And Joao Plata, the little tiny little Ecuadorian forward has played a role in eight of RSL's 10 goals this season. He has scored four goals. He has gotten four assists. And he has been, you know, the maestro for them for the past, you know, their first, their, yeah, the first two months of their season. So him going, I heard, was it, I heard he pulled up a hamstring in, in training. Is that right? Yeah, I, th- I think that's what it, what it ends up being. I can uh, I can click on it to see some more. Actually, yeah, no, no I, I mean, so yeah. that's really bad news for RSL. Great news for us, although, you know, let's not get cocky about it. You nope. know, RSL does have other good players, so we still need to be on our game on Saturday. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's terrible news for RSL. Joe Plato has been great for them this season. Yeah, really good. So it'll be interesting. Uh, the last game, RSL, last game was a one nothing win over Vancouver at home. They are 4-0-2, and, and that is the last six games because the LA Galaxy have played six games. So is RSL, six games. So LA Galaxy's last game, of course, was a 1-1 draw, and they were 3-1-2. and two. That's really the difference between them. But if you look at the points per game and that one loss to Colorado, you talked about it, the header by Daniel Starris. 
If that doesn't, the, the LA Galaxy are also undefeated right now. If that doesn't happen, but you know, woulda, coulda, shoulda, that doesn't really matter much anymore. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how RSL comes about. I think that they are very dangerous, even through the midfielder with Beckerman, Sturzer, Mulholland. Uh, it'll be interesting to see who takes up for uh, for Plata. Um, you know, it, it could be a lot of people, uh, maybe, maybe Devin Sam- Sandoval, who hasn't been playing a lot, but has sort of been getting some late game subs, uh, with Mosisian, uh, coming out. So you could look at him. Uh, they have Omez Garcia is also available as a forward. Maybe you can do something with the midfield. Maybe Mulholland moves up and you put, uh, Jordan Allen in that, but there's lots of really good players for Real Salt Lake. And this is sort of like the Re- Real Salt Lake of old. There's no real superstar besides Burrito Martinez is so much fun to watch. I, I, I'm kind of excited about this. I know a lot of times we, uh, we, we don't get excited about some of the players who are coming in, but Burrito Martinez is fun to watch. He, he tries stuff. He gets away with a lot of, he got skill in tight spaces. Um, I'm excited to see him there. What do you expect from this game, Wendy? In years past, I've always really enjoyed watching RSL play particularly a team like the galaxy. Um, the RSL is historically been associated with a passing game and very possession oriented team and the galaxy at times has also been very passing oriented possession based team so that's always interesting when you have two teams focused on possession um you know looking out for turnovers and things like that i obviously i think that rsl is capable of playing a very attractive brand of football and so i think saturday i think it's going to be a great game I wonder what RSL is going to do in lieu of having Plata there. Right. But they, you're right. They have plenty of weapons. They, they, they may not need him. And so I think the weather is going to be gorgeous. I'm really looking forward to sitting down with a beer and just watching this game. It, it should so. be a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to it as well as you, as you say that. Um, you know, it should just be – I just look for a good game. This, if you remember the last time these two teams met was in September – uh, September of 2015, RSL won 3 nothing in RSL. The last time the two teams played in L.A., it was May 27, 2015, and L.A. won that game one nothing. I always enjoy these games. I think this is an underrated matchup in Major League Soccer is L.A. Galaxy versus Real Salt Lake, especially now that RSL is back in form. Uh, I think they're very well balanced this year, and these two teams love to go at each other. I expect RSL to fully go after three points against L.A., and I expect L.A. to go after RSL with three points as well. Do you have a score prediction so we can be wrong? I am predicting a Galaxy win. I say that this is the first game of the season that RSL goes down, and I say it is going to be a 3-2 to two scoreline. I think the LA Galaxy will also win, but by a score of 2 to nothing. I think the the unbalanced attack now without Plata in there may cause RSL some adjustment problems. Uh, I expect their 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 defense to play well, um, but quite honestly, with the LA Galaxy's offense, if it shows even a little bit of what it was able to do against Houston with Giovanni Dos Santos coming around with Steven Gerrard, if he can figure out a way to not get neutralized by Kyle Beckerman or anybody else there in the center, uh, I think that Gerrard could have another good game. I think Giovanni Dos Santos could have a good game. Sebastian Legette is going to score in this game as well. So. Well, this is a test because, you know, this will vindicate, this will p- perhaps vindicate the new formation that the team has been playing and also, um, you know, establish to what extent last week was an aberration. You know, was it because uh, Houston is hot garbage or 
because RSL is definitely not hard garbage, are we really very good? There you go. So it's good. That's one of the. That's what you want to see. You want to find out about your teams right now. This is exactly the time to do it. This is the time you want to see it. Uh, it's time to figure out what this LA Galaxy team is about. And with most people healthy, besides Robbie Keane, uh, with Nigel DeYoung being suspended, obviously those two parts are not there. But with most people being healthy, you want to see what lineup is on the field and what the LA Galaxy can do with that lineup. This game. 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, LA Galaxy hosting the undefeated Real Salt Lake coming into StubHub Center. Should be a lot of fun. Again, get there early. Time Warner Cable Sportsnet if you must watch it from home. Time Warner Cable Deportes if you must watch it from home in Spanish. Uh, those are your two channels to watch it. Otherwise, I will see everybody there at the stadium. Wendy will see you at the stadium. Uh, we'll, all, we'll all wave and, and be awkward around each other. I think that works well. <laughs> Does, it, does that work for you, Wendy? I mean, it is, works. It works, boss. All right. Anything else you want to get to before we uh, before we get out of here? I'll see everyone on Saturday. All right. Why don't you tell people where they can find you, and uh, we'll uh, we'll say goodnight to everybody. I can be found uh, writing for American Soccer Now and uh, Corner of the Galaxy, and of course, I can be found on Twitter at Bartsborn. At Bards Bond is uh, is Wendy's Twitter. If you're looking for me on Twitter, at Jay Gessman, J G U E S M A N. At Galaxy Podcast is where you can find us. And, of course, it looks like if everything went well tonight for the show, we will be streaming live on YouTube for all of our Thursday nights or our main shows here on Corner of the Galaxy. Corner of the Galaxy from the box is still going to be recorded and sent out to you, uh, but our live shows here on Corner of the Galaxy uh, very well may end up on YouTube a lot, which will allow me to have a lot more fun with what I wear and uh, what we're doing. So should be a lot of fun. Uh, again, I implore you, if you can make it out to that Philadelphia game, contact Angel City Brigade, figure out how to do it, get there, have some fun with that. That would be a great trip to do. Philadelphia uh, looks like a fun place to watch a soccer game, so please do that. Uh, I want to thank Back Pocket Memory for the use of all their wonderful music. They're excellent. Please go to at Back Pocket Memory without any of the vowels, at Back Pocket Memory to follow those guys. Go to iTunes, download Victory and Empire. Help these guys out for helping us out. All right? Uh, that does it for us. want to thank the LA Galaxy for having Daniel Stairs on. Thank Daniel Stairs for coming on. For Wendy Thomas, I'm Josh Gessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com, and we will catch you next time. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Arajo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, Goodbye, everybody.